As of the release of this episode, August 7th, 2021, Donda is still not out. Enjoying anything but work? Find us on Instagram at ABW Podcast and on Twitter at Anything But Work. For business inquiries and general mail, our email is the anything but work pod at gmail.com. Yo! <laughs> we in here. Turn up, turn up. Hey, it's your boys. We back. Anything but work, volume seven, featuring your boy Shane and Caleb. Yep, it's anything but work and nothing but classics up in here. Nothing but classics. Nothing but classics. You already already know. You already know. You already know. We won't ever let you forget. How are you feeling today, Shane? Honestly, I'm feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. Why is that? How's life? How's life treating you these days? Honestly, like no particular reason. I'm just feeling feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say there's anything special. I mean, I got my laundry done today. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. big. What have you been doing in in your free time? Well, I've had a little too much free time hey. lately, but that's going to start wrapping up next week. So uh-huh. I guess I'm, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to less free time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more structure in my life. I do well with it. That's fair. I, I definitely thrive under structure too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're not built for it. No, <laughs> no, not we're at not, all. We're not built for it. But how have you been, man? I'm okay. I'm okay. Hmm? Things are, uh, things are, I've been a little busy lately. Things going on, but you know it's it's a good time. Yeah, life is great. Life is good. I have no complaints. <laughs> I mean, I'm just no happy complaints. to be here. You know, just happy to be here. That's what's up. I'm happy to be yeah. here. Too. This is the this is a highlight of my week for sure. Yeah. Oh, every week, every oh, week. Coming back to the studio. You know, one of these days. Here's what I'm thinking. Episode ten. Uh huh. On camera. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe we can just figure out how to get like multiple cameras up if that works somehow. Yeah, no, we could definitely get some angles. Yeah, we can have a couple angles. Yeah. Some reactions. We'll do some episodes. Every 10 episodes, we we update things a little bit. So episode 10, we'll be on camera. Episode 20, we'll be filming in a real studio. Yes, I like that. Episode 30, celebrity guests. (laughs) Episode 40, hot tub. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that upward trajectory. I love that upward trajectory. Uh, that thing checking in. How are you? I'm Gucci. I'm editing this while watching the Donda live stream. All right, dope. Thanks bad for team. letting us know. Bad team just coming back from from Rolling Loud. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rolling Loud, yeah. <laughs> bad team. Why didn't you tell us that the baby said something stupid? Oh, and ended up on the whack points list. Whack points. The music. Whack Points is the part of the show where we tally up who's whack this week. The current leaderboard is America with 1 million, Musk and Bezos with 60,000, Bill Cosby and his supporters with 5,000, Ryan Reynolds with 200, Caleb with 16, Shane with 10, and Ray J with negative 100 whack points. Whack Points, baby. (laughs) All right, Caleb. Whack points. You wanna you wanna let us know what happened with the baby and that whole situation? To the best of my ability, I sure will. Uh the baby was the baby came on stage, rolling loud, the music festival, if you're not aware, that mm-hmm. occurred just last weekend. Oh, by the way, we're recording on July 29th, 2021. Yep. Uh completely forgot to mention that, but 
Always good to say. End of the month, man. It feels like summer has just flown by. I'm kind of sad about how short summer has been. I'm not not looking forward to the winter. At all. It's crazy like, blizzards. At all. You know, these uh these variants. <laughs> <laughs> also not good. <laughs> these variants. Also not good wintertime. No, 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 no. I was looking forward to a hot boy summer, but I'm going to be honest. I, you know. You haven't had a hot boy summer? I had a good time. Yeah. Did I have a hot boy summer as described? Just like a warm, warm boy? Yeah, it was a warm boy summer. I heated up a little bit, but it's just like, dang, like that quick. You ever put your microwave on for like a minute? Mm. And then you're like, okay, that gives me time to like do something else. It gives like the edges get hot and then the, the inside is still a little cold. Yeah, I'm a little cold on the inside. <laughs> a little cold on the inside. That's what it is. But back back to the subject at hand. That is the subject at hand. As the summer wraps up, Rolling Loud Music Festival, mm-hmm. uh, you have the baby. Uh I don't even know his real name. Um that's a good question. He's from North Carolina, Charlotte. He, he's from North Carolina. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina. He's actually killed somebody. You know that? I don't believe that. No, it's true. There's a video of it. Of him killing somebody? Yeah, well, it was self-defense, actually. Is this like one of those things where it's like he's roasting somebody, so it's like, oh, like... Or is did he actually kill somebody? No, this is like a real thing. Like, he was in Walmart with his family, like his two kids. Uh-huh. And someone came up to him. Two dudes came up to him and pulled out guns, like, trying to rob him. And he pulled out his gun and shot at them, and one of them died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... Okay. Yeah, this happened a while ago, before he was like an actual... Before he really blew up. Pop star. Yeah. But his well, name is Jonathan Lindale Kirk. It don't slap like the baby. <laughs> it don't flow like the baby. But no. speaking of the baby as a pop star, yeah, his star is now falling because at Rolling Loud he got on stage, and Andrew, let's let's talk about the layers of this. First of all, he came on right after Megan The Stallion and brings on Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. who is most infamous for being her abuser, um, and allegedly, for legal purposes, allegedly, mm-hmm. but he did that shit. He did, he but did. allegedly, I'd yeah. say that uh, shot Megan The Stallion in the foot. Um, last year and generally traumatized her. It's pretty fucked up. Um, he brought Tory Lanez on stage with him at during his set right after Megan The Stallions, and then went on a weird like homophobic rant with like his DJ. Yeah, he's basically like, oh, like I know some of y'all like out here were like sucking dick in the parking lot before you came <laughs> to the show. Which again, I, I have to ask. Obviously, like, the question of, of why isn't always significant when it comes to homophobia. Like, I think he's just whack as shit in general for all of this. But I do have to wonder why in this moment and why that statement. That's why I don't. Okay, because the context of the comment. Should I just say, should I just read what he said? Read, read, read what he said. So okay. Kim's reading a direct quote. So this direct quote, not from me. To be clear. From the baby. From the baby. Caleb, as we've established last episode, is one of the men. AKA, yes, I'm I'm the man. Shane is also the man. That's what's up. This is the baby talking. And he said, and I quote You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh lady if you smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh fellas. Lights up, fellas, if you ain't sucking. In the parking lot, put your cell phone like Let's be real about this. 
Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. End quote. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I knew the last part. <laughs> the other parts. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Those those are the full, oh full comments. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Okay, so obviously... <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. So much to unpack. It's a lot. Should we... Let's start with the beginning. Yeah, let's... We've got to break it down piece by piece. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. HIV AIDS. The baby is wildly misinformed. Completely misinformed. Wildly misinformed. And I'm not going to say I'm the most educated person on this topic at all, because mm-hmm. I know I'm not. But modern medicine has evolved to the point where people can live their full lives while having HIV and to the point where if you're taking your medication consistently, it's basically undetectable. And untransmissible. And untransmittable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the odds of you actually developing AIDS are significantly, significantly low if properly medically treated. Right. And what a weird fucking throwback to the 80s and 90s to bring back fucking AIDS and HIV stigma. Like yeah. It hasn't already destroyed so many people's lives. Like, Yeah, that's the second part of it. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, dude? And then, the, like, the third layer. Oh, yeah, the second part, the HIV AIDS stigma that goes along with, like, uh, homophobia and whatnot. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, why are these the only diseases that he even cited? Yeah. Those most famously associated by pop culture with. Yes. People who are gay. Like. And, and then the third part is like, put your lights in the sky. Like, why did he choose? What is this? Of all things to hype up the crowd with, of all lines. Right. That's what he chooses? <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if, <laughs> if the baby was smarter than he appears to be, uh-huh. obviously the bar is incredibly low as he's demonstrated. Yeah. But if he was a smart man, this would be a good way to detect who is a homophobic asshole in the audience, actually. Fair. That's yeah, fair. put your lights up, and then once everybody's up, he's like, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. Like, that would have been dope. But, you know, he missed the bag, because he's, you know, he fucked it up. Yeah, that's really bad. And then also the... Um, <laughs> the second part? Yeah. The second half? Oh, ladies, if you're... If you're if you're blank, it smells like water. What does water smell like? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a legitimate question. What does water smell like? I don't know. That's a that is a great question. I've only smelled like ocean water. A little salty. It's a little salty. But I wouldn't imagine that. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is is that. I'm not an expert on anatomy, so I don't even need to get on this. <laughs> no, no. I'm just it. saying. Say what you need to say. I'll just say that he's very ignorant. Say it with your chest. What it's like? I assume by by water is he he's saying it, it's scentless, which is just a very weird expectation to yeah. have about a regular human organ that cleans itself and smells however it's gonna smell, and it's weird that he has this pretense. Yeah, again, wildly misinformed. Just wildly and this, ignorant and, this, and misogynist. I mean, he's truly yeah. working from an infantile understanding of the world, <laughs> which I suppose is fitting. But at the same time, fuck this guy. Yeah. So he got in a lot of trouble. I mean, you know, people are. Elton John <laughs> tweeted about this shit about the baby. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody is going in on him. I don't know if you've seen the meme everywhere, or just the picture of 
uh, the baby with like the the X sign on him, and it's like repost if your page is a the baby hate page. No, I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, well, that's everywhere. Oh wow, it's a lot of the baby hate pages. I've heard he's losing some sponsorships as well. Yes, Boohoo Man announced that they will no longer be working with the baby. Um, that's the one that I know of that has announced that. I think there are a few others, and the baby responded to that. Um, I should pull that up. I mean, it's just like. I don't know. I I wouldn't say I was a a the baby fan before mm-hmm. all of this happened. I like some of his songs. Yeah, but it's just like why, why, why is it always like our people? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, our people, Caleb? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh. You know what I mean. Why is it always? Yeah, I mean, why is I'll, it always the black rappers? I'll say this. I'll say this. Because I don't think it's just the black. I mean, everybody was coming at Eminem, but also like Eminem. obviously they're just more black. What did Eminem do? Well, he was, everyone was like Eminem is homophobic as fuck. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, yes. like I'm saying, like casual homophobia was a very popular part of um, of, a, of rap culture. Still is. Yeah. One thing I want to move away from though, because I've seen this happening, is I've seen hood niggas getting thrown under the bus because of the baby and others being homophobic as shit I think that's pretty fucked up if only because I grew up in the hood I know people from the hood and they're some of the smartest and most accepting people I know I think the baby in particular is a dumbass who has jumped on this super toxic patriarchy train which obviously I'm not saying that people in the hood have not also men in the hood I should specify have not also attached themselves to Yeah, I think it's just like no more than any other group of people. That's fair. So I'm like, let's not let hood niggas take the fall for the baby, Tory Lanes and the rest being fucking idiots. Especially because the baby didn't even like he grew up in a pretty nice part of Charlotte. Like, did he? <laughs> yeah, he actually did. I learned this recently. <laughs> so like, you know, what's this excuse for being a homophobic asshole? Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I would say. I would say my experience is probably a little bit different mm-hmm. because where I grew up, um, people still use the F word like pretty oh, casually. Oh, yeah, super casual. That is a big thing. I'll say that. It's true. Um, and I mean, just and just hate people in the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. um, in general. And so... Yeah, I mean, obviously, and obviously, like, I'm generalizing here because right. there are individuals that stand out amongst the crowd. But I, I do, I actually do think that this is a, a problem. Yeah. In within our culture, mm. that's that's that it has to be addressed. I mean, I think it's being addressed right now, but it's it's far from like far from being not a problem. Yeah, I think it's far from solved. I think I think of the big issue. Because I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's an issue. I I guess, like, I don't necessarily believe it's one that's localized in our community as much. Okay. I feel like like it's easy to say that, right? And obviously, That's all we know. We want to speak from our experience. We don't want to, like, generalize in general. But I think it's also, like, a popular narrative that people across racial boundaries in the United States hold to be true. Mm. Like, oh, black people are, like, particularly homophobic. Yeah. When more often than not, I mean, I have to say that voting is a significant measure of any larger popular opinion per se. 
But, you know, primarily like black people vote for progressive candidates. That doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you're like pro this. Yeah. But I think there is more of an indication that like the issue at hand here is closer to an issue of patriarchy and the attachment. Mm, Okay. that, That some men feel to it. Oh, you know, I feel you. Yeah, as as I like a way of, of like you know building this sense of security, right? Because I think it's from a, a really we. That's what struck me about the whole quotes of what he was saying. It seemed like deeply insecure. <laughs> like, why do you need yeah. <laughs> to know that your audience? Essentially, what he was asking with all those is: Is your audience straight? Yeah. Is your audience straight? And if your audience, who for the women in your audience, with that second question he asked is. Are people of your audience people that you would have sex with? Yeah. Which are exclusively cis women because you're super straight. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. It you know, is really it's, weird. It's really weird. And so, you know, Tory Lanez, when he jumped in, in his words, he he was not defending the baby. <laughs> he he tweeted something along the lines of, you know, actually, I'll have Bad Ting read out the tweet. Yeah, Bad Ting will read it out. Bad Ting will read the tweet out. When did rap get so politically correct that you can't speak your mind and have an opinion? Why the fuck was rap started? For us to speak our mind, rappers will not always be right and you don't have to agree. But they have a right to speak their mind. So yeah, there's the tweet. And his whole thing is like, oh, you know, later on he's like, oh, I wasn't actually defending the baby. Like, you know, I was just speaking in general about political correctness in rap. But I feel like anyone who's like super like on this political correctness train or like, that's not really like, I don't know, this is my hot take. I think political correctness like doesn't really exist. I feel like any issues people have with that, you could usually pretty easily avoid if you're not a dick. That's not to say I don't think there are moments where people are like overly sensitive about things, but when it comes to like you being like actively like homophobic yeah. or misogynistic or transphobic, it's like it can be pretty clear when it's like okay, you're being a bigot. Like, and, and here's my thing with like I know for Tory Lane's comment specific, he's like, when when did everything become so politically correct? Like, we can't say the things that we want to say. It's like no. No one is saying you can't say what you what you believe or you want to say. Right. But you have to understand when you say something like wildly ignorant or wildly damaging to a large group of people, you're going to suffer the consequences of that. Right. We're not saying you can't say it. In fact, honestly, I encourage more people to come say it out with and your say chest. Some, some shit like that and say it with their chest so that we, we know. Can we save can save our really time. Expose yourself and show your whole ass so that yeah, we can call you out and like we know who is who. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like they have the wrong idea there there where they feel it's like, oh, like you have to be so censored nowadays, like whatever, whatever. It's just you like, don't have no, to think that hard about you it. You don't have to. You're not being censored. You're just being like you're just facing the consequences of your of your what actions. You said. And you, you if you if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like, it's just weird. And then, you know, T.I. jumped in. Mm-hmm. Okay, the funniest thing about this, T.I. jumps in and said something to the effect of, basically, he was like, oh, like, if Lil Nas X can kick his shit over here, yeah, then the baby can kick his shit over here, which is like such a strange equivalence to draw <laughs> Like Lil Nas X is just gay. Like, 
He first of all, he can have shit to do with this. No, not at all. He's just chilling, you know. So like, Lil Nas X being gay and just being himself is not hurting anyone. Is not hurting anybody or hating on anyone. Choosing to be like homophobia is a choice, bro. Yeah, it's a learned behavior, sure, but also it is a behavior that can be changed. Yeah, it is not. You know, it, an important part of your sense of self. And if you choose for homophobia to be important, an important part of your sense of self, then you don't have a self. Like if you, if homophobia or being racist is all you have, you have no personality. I agree. Like just straight up. It's like all the people who are like Trump supporters. No personality, yeah. bro. It's <laughs> That's like, like their number one personality. Everything you do is to piss off the lips. Also, uh, can I give a quick five hundred whack points to Stephen Crowder? Um, Right wing crank, dipshit, uh, climate denialist, general racist, reenacted George Floyd's murder at one point last year, Sheesh. and is now in the hospital with a punctured lung. So, oh, I just think you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the universe gives you exactly what you deserve. Wait, so how many, how many whack points have we given to the baby today? Oh, we haven't thought. Of- can I say the last thing about the baby and then? Yeah, yeah was, go ahead, go ahead. So he added. Um, oh, let me cough really quick. <clears throat> I'm gonna drink some water too. Hydrate or dehydrate, kids. Yeah, actually, kids shouldn't be listening to this. So. Yeah, yeah, kids. If you're listening to this, go to bed. Yeah, go to sleep, bro. <laughs> go to bed. We I see wish you. I could go to bed. Me too. I wish man. I could have some nap time. I miss nap time. Wait, we're gonna we're gonna get into yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna right, get into right, it. You're right. The last thing he said, he added a tag to a recent video of his. Um, is the text is like rainbow. He had a rainbow text, and it was basically, <laughs> no, don't fight hate with hate. No. So he's basically <laughs> like, no. He was pink washing himself, being homophobic. He was like, yeah, no. like. <laughs> If you love people so much, you can't hate me for being homophobic. No. I was like, yo, yeah, this man's lost the plot. <laughs> so with that being said, no. with that being said, I think this is at least four digits worth of whack points. How much? So we gave we gave Jeff Bezos Bezos like 60k last, last 60, week. He got 60k with Elon Musk. They got 60k. So I feel like the baby deserves a solid solid nine. Nine thousand? Yeah. I oh guess. yeah, I was about to say like just nine. No, no, no. no so listen, no. To me, yo, nine nine thousand feels right to me. Yeah, nine thousand feels right to me. So let's give nine thousand points to the baby, Tory Lanes, and also Ti. Yeah. Actually, Ti definitely deserves more than that because I was like, <laughs> so does Tory Lanes. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Fuck both of those. Yeah. Honest. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's That's make a pretty it a, wild squad right there. Let's make a clean ladder. We'll put the how how do you feel about this? The baby nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Tory Lane's twelve thousand. Yeah. And TI twenty thousand. Yeah, TI is TI is. Yeah, TI, you gotta jump up a few levels. <laughs> I mean <laughs> he was tweeting about this whole thing and somebody retweeted it and was like, You need to be worried about your upcoming verses with yeah. the state of Georgia. <laughs> What else is going on these days? Uh, the Olympics, apparently. Yeah, have you been watching? No, watching it? <laughs> not at all. I have, I have not been watching that shit. I haven't. I, so the only thing I've watched is I watched the first Team Tweet uh, USA games basketball. Okay. 
Her, we got waxed by France. Yeah, we lost. First round? It was cl- it was a close game. Okay, we didn't get waxed, but we should not have lost. Yeah, I mean, when, it's, it's USA basketball. It's United bro. States, and it's just like hmm. a Frenchman. And then, like I mean, they must be balling. Baguette, there. baguettes, <laughs> baguettes, baguettes, <laughs> and uh, just... we beat Iran, and we like doubled their score in the last game. Feels a little unfair. So it it feels a little unfair. It also feels like a little like politically. That's what I'm feels mean. <laughs> messed up. What did Iran do? <laughs> we should have let them win. Yeah. <laughs> we don't let them win any other time. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. <laughs> so I've only seen those those events. I've also seen like a little bit of skateboarding. My roommate skateboards. And I like. I heard about the skateboarding following. event. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's their first year. It's the first year skateboarding as a competition appears in the Olympics. That's sick. Um, so shout out them. Shout out Tony Hawk, the GOAT. Yeah, he was uh, a commentator for it, I heard. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Um, other than that, you have Simone Biles. Yeah, the big news, right? That's the, that's the really big news. Yeah, so Simone, um, for the sake of her mental and physical health, decided to withdraw from the Olympics competition. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, I thought that was a great decision for her. Yeah. I don't feel like it's unpopular to say that it was a, a bad call. I'm, I know there are people who are. There are. There are. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. And that's that's a big problem. Because I, I just don't understand where, like, with these kind of intense physical activities or, like, at any, like, drop off and, like, your mental fortitude or like your physical discipline could yeah. like cripple you for life. Extremely dangerous. Right. Like it's dangerous stuff. Like you could, it's like a famously, like a woman became like a quadriplegic at the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Broke her neck. Like it's not a game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the Olympic games, but you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, I think it's because so often or not so often, like, honestly, I only watch gymnastics. I don't even really watch it. I watched like the highlights of gym, the gymnastics competition every oh, four yeah. years, and that's at the Olympics. Yeah, and so we're seeing like the highest of the highest of the competition, the peak, the peak, and so they make it look easy, and they can jump into the air and do fifty million backflips and front flips right. and turn their body at ridiculous velocities and like stick the landing, and it looks incredible. But I think because they make it look so easy, it's so easy to forget that like any wrong turn. Or any slip in in their grip or in their footing, slight miscalculation couldn't really cripple them for the rest of their lives. And mm-hmm. so, if you're at the point like Simone Biles, where you feel as if mentally you're not in the place to physically perform, then 100 percent you should pull out. Yeah, 100 for your own safety. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I would want to do the same thing. And then also like for the team's betterment too, because she was involved in it. In in the um, the group team for the gymnastics, yeah, and the individual events, and the wow. individual events, and like, yeah, it's probably best for the team if she feels that if she can't perform to that level for someone else to substitute in for her, um, for the team to do better. Yeah, and I mean, it worked out. Um, I know that we had a gold medalist in the individual event. Mm-hmm. I believe we got the gold medal in the group event as well. Silver, silver, and that's why people. Yeah. So I watched this rant earlier today, mm-hmm. and this dude was just like. 
I can't believe like he was like Simone Biles is exactly what's wrong with this generation. Oh like God. we're raising a generation of weak individuals. You know what Simone Biles is teaching the kids that when the going gets tough, you quit. Whenever you're facing any sort of pressure, you quit and take a back seat. And and you know the whole like mental health is fake thing. And he's right. like participation trophies. And, yeah, and we've been giving out too many participation trophies, and we let the Russians win. We let the Russians win the gold. Now look at us. This is an embarrassment for the nation. We let the Russians win the gold. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like looking at at this dude like, all right, you probably played like JV football. If that. In high school. That's the extent to your athletic career. Right. You have no right to say anything about the GOAT. Right. Period. Like the actual GOAT. The of all time. The other reason why she pulled out is because the Olympic Committee, like the actual judges, said that they aren't going to judge her at the same level as the rest of her competition. Because she's too good. Because the, the moves that she does are like so out of everyone else's like league and caliber. That they don't want to encourage other people to try those moves to keep them safe. Yeah. So it's like, yo, you want her to perform and get points docked off of her for being for, too good. For being the best? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's already she pulls- facing all the pressure of being the GOAT from literally everyone on the planet. Yes. And then also being the face of like of the 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 sexual assault and sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, she's she's the last claims um, and allegations that came up. Not not even allegations, like it was proven. Yeah, it was proven. She's the yeah. last one who's still in competition. Yeah, yeah. So just bearing all that weight, I can only imagine what she's gone through. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like she made the best decision for herself. And one hundred percent. Yeah, and based off some of the things that she said, where she feels like she's letting like everyone down. Like I'm sure she's really like no one is being a harsher judge of her decision than I think she is. Yeah. It, it's not fair to put like more pressure on her, you know. I think people often forget that athletes don't owe us anything. No, they don't owe. They like, yeah, she has to perform for the country. Like, what greater honor? Same thing happens in the NBA when people are like load managing to like rest their bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, these are not video game characters. They're not only here for your entertainment and yeah. for you to feel slightly better about yourself because we got gold over the russians like <laughs> like it's the cold war again yeah, yeah. like <laughs> what like needs they need to be okay at the end of the day that's what's most important right you want them to survive the next four years yeah right? like, yeah it's weird it's like they don't owe us anything because they're real flawed human beings mm-hmm. and i think one thing is that I'm, I'm glad that she has the resources and support to make this kind of decision. Mm-hmm. Obviously, social pressure is just a fucking shit show. But yeah, I, I'm glad that she has that kind of support. Because, I, I mean, that's not beholden to anybody, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, I think one thing about the, the current narrative right now um, is that a lot of people in support of Simone are like, this is like a really, like, major thing and unfortunately i don't necessarily think that's true i think no no i think because simone is clearly like the best yep uh this is something that she could achieve it's kind of the same thought i had about naomi osaka which we actually talked about way back in episode one crazy that we're on seven now 
Um, who but, was actually the the she carried the the lit the torch in the opening ceremony. She did light the torch, which is huge, right? I mean, it's I mean it's it's ancient. It's an ancient tradition. Yeah, it's yeah, it's more than huge. It's pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And I like I, I guess I just feel like it's easy for us to say things are progressing when like you know, the big faces of these things are getting involved and stuff, but they are in an incredibly privileged position. One that in many cases, they clearly like fought for by being like really good. I just, I guess I don't want to give my hopes up that this is necessarily is like a ripple effect in how we treat athletes going forward. Yeah. Especially women of color in athletics. I think it's, it's a start, but it's not a start until things are started. So I'd love to see the trend in years to come. Cause I think this has been a big year for like considering like mental health for 100%. Yeah. yeah. Athletes really for everyone. Cause for, I mean, for everyone, it's definitely. been crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's been real shit's crazy. Been, shit's been real. It's been hitting the fan it's, for a while. I just think yeah, it's just shit and fan <laughs> all day for months and months and months. <laughs> Every day. Every day, man. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. And I think, like, it's extremely important to continue these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I also agree that, yeah, like, they're, they're at, they're 100% in the position to, um, and they are in the position to, to have that privilege to, to be like, you know what, I'm, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Whereas, unfortunately, the majority of the people can't have a mental health day. No. Um, that's just not even in course. Yeah, it's not afforded to you in any way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's... And we don't have to go down this whole hole, but that's just because capitalism has taught us that we have to be uber productive at all points of time, at all times of day. Yeah. And that, like, when you, when you introduce yourself, the first thing you ask is like what they do, because we're taught that your occupation is the most important thing that you do in your life. Your life is your labor. And so, of course, like, why would I consider your mental health when at the end of the day, this is, this is what's supposed to be most important, right? You're supposed to dedicate your life to what you do or what you work or how you make a living. It's interesting because I feel like this is like sort of a, obviously like, this could be a whole like podcast yeah about like everything wrong with capitalism but i think thinking about the olympics it kind of makes me consider the ways of like neoliberalism or just like the idea like you know the market is the most efficient way to run things sort of encourages the separation between like our minds and our bodies like yes definitely you know like the olympics for i think the majority of the world the consumers of it is like the celebration of nation and pride and like human physical achievement that's very stimulating for us mentally because obviously it's like super exciting yeah it's every four years it's like this tradition but like you know we don't consider like or at least until fairly recently like what that does to like human bodies where it's like i'm training my whole life so that i can go on this stage and like do the impossible yeah like be at the peak of human condition in this one particular aspect yep and it's like, damn, what happens when you can't live up to that expectation? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, we, we, we're not supposed to think about that. So, I couldn't imagine being in that spot. Oh, me neither. Well, mostly because physically I'm 
very much not in peak human condition. But even if I was, that's an absurd amount of pressure. It's an absurd amount of pressure, and it's it's not it's not what it should be. Uh-huh. Not what it should be at all. So I hope for her to have a lot of peace. I hope for I agree every athlete really. You know, not just Team USA. No, every yeah, athlete. Every athlete. From every country. Yeah. With every creed, nation, color. Yep. You know how it goes. And if you're not an athlete, your mental health is number one. Please, seriously. For everyone, like... Invest in your mental health but with time and money, honestly. However you can. Obviously, like, I know money is a huge barrier to entry. Time as well. Um, so, obviously, if therapy is not an option, like, whatever ways give you some level of peace if it's listening to this podcast yeah I, it's truly I, you think you think we give some people peace i hope so With peace and love i hope whoever listens to this feels some level of peace listening it- to us <laughs> maybe not the the furry conversations i don't know if there's any furries listening to us not yet one day where this is gonna go viral they're gonna find <laughs> They're going to find that, uh, was it episode three? And they're going to be like, huh? Okay. What if we, what if somebody became and afraid then, because of us? And then I'll have uh, Tory Lance be like, since when did, <laughs> since when did rap get so hairy, man? Since, since when did podcasting become so politically correct? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to anything but work. They can't even talk about furries anymore. Yeah. What the hell? hate this shit. Yo, if I found out Tori Lanez was listening to the podcast, I would invite him on just to tell him to go fuck himself. Oh, that would be, yeah, definitely. That would be hilarious, honestly. Could you imagine? <laughs> no. We probably could have published the episode. I feel like whoever's lawyers would be involved would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> he stands his ground, though. Like, I think I think there's something admirable, admirable and this is like obviously a hot take purely in okay admirable like and what like hear me out hear me out okay okay i'll hear you out i think there's something admirable when people are just like so clearly wrong but they still just like die on that hill and they'll they'll do whatever it takes to like stand on that hill and like i and yeah literally die on that hill lose all sponsorships lose all fans but they firmly believe in what they believe in to just sit in their wrongness yeah i but here's the thing right i feel like it would be admirable if they really lost everything (laughs) what pisses me off is the only people who are like that fucking stubborn like don't lose shit yeah that's true well i'll say like the successful ones because i think there are a lot of people who do in fact lose all their family friends and social connections but they still feel genuinely fulfilled because they're like well at least i stood my ground on this particular issue but i guess i don't know if it's, it's so much standing your ground as much as it is like damn like you're really dumb <laughs> like you just like stayed in your dumbness for that long and you were that dedicated to it i don't know if admirable is the word i think it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating it is it's just kind of fascinating to watch it's like a train wreck it's definitely a train wreck but it's just like wow you really would like rather go into isolation and lose everything than to like even consider or try to understand why that maybe you were wrong. You may not be right. Like, here's the thing. If I was in the situation where everyone was like, Caleb, what you just said is terrible. You're wrong. Like, this is why you're wrong. Like yada, yada, yada. And it's like, 
the whole world against me, basically. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm understanding enough to at least like be like, damn, like have some sort of introspective introspection and like understand where other people are coming. From. Yeah, it's like, damn, where did I go wrong? Instead of just being like, nah. Y'all stupid. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> those clouds in the sky right now, those are chemtrails. Yeah. <laughs> Not those. I mean, we we're we're living through the real version of that though. But, so people are like, bro, COVID is not real. That's true. It's really until they get intubated, then they're like, oh shit. Like actually, like a lot of conspiracy. Th- we're we're like very off topic now, but yeah, we, say, like, we're in the woods. But I like this. A lot of conspiracy theorists are feeling like very validated nowadays, uh, in social media because I read that apparently in Dubai, it's been ex- like crazy crazy drought extremely hot Mm. and so scientists in dubai are like trying to develop some sort of system where they can create artificial rain oh right i've seen that the mm. to to cool down the city and then also just like the surrounding give some water to the surrounding area right and so everyone not everyone the conspiracy theorists are coming out now I told you, like the weather machines are real. I thought, like, and they try to say they don't control the weather, like yada yada yada. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's so easy to poke holes, but I think that's the yeah, other. Yeah. When you're like that kind of that level of stubborn, <laughs> it's like the truth doesn't even work on you because you will automatically justify it. Yeah. So I mean, think about it. If the weather machines are real this whole time, why choose to be public about it now, unless? Exactly. The more likely reality is that they just kind of figure this out and it can literally only make rain. Yes. And even then it's not really rain in the traditional sense. No. Like But why? if they had if it's been available all this time. Then why would the because the drought in California, you think America didn't <laughs> have an interest in that kind of technology? Like I'm just saying. We've killed for less. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay, last time I'll mention the Olympics. I read the craziest shit yesterday about what the craziest shit yesterday. So one person had a, basically a pet theory that basically Simone Biles or whoever else on the American team of the Olympics were being dosed by like microwaves by the Russians to throw them off their game. And, you know. <laughs> Because he's like, Putin has done it to our soldiers before. They are not above this. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, you know, Russia obviously will go out of the way to harm our athletes. <laughs> and this guy comes up with like, he's got the papers, right? Like, this is like a real oh, thing. Of course, that he always have the papers. In 1976. Oh, okay. and it's like, oh, so Russia, you think America isn't above that? There was a plane, October 1976, on the way to the Olympics. The Cuban national fencing team is on this plane, along with so many others. Two timed bombs go off. It's a terrorist attack. Everyone on board, the entire Cuban national fencing team dies. Damn. All right, rest in peace. Planted by anti-Castro Cuban exiles, aligned with America's Central Intelligence Agency. <laughs> It's basically public information <laughs> that we blew up an entire fencing team <laughs> out of spite. <clears throat> no, when you really go through those CIA files, 
Bro, I'd be scared, man. I mean, that, again, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole other, They just got everything, man. But when you read about how, like, the CIA introduced crack to the hood, bro, it's, it's just a wild. And then started the war on drugs. God. That's why I'm glad that, you know, eventually uh, the People of Color Coalition kind of got back at white people. We, we gave anime to the suburban teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them out one by one, man. <laughs> Bunch of weebs. I mean, it kind of didn't work out because a bunch of them became like far right nationalists anyway. It's like every other Trump supporter like loves Demon Slayer, but I'm saying like I don't blame them there. I don't blame it's them. It's a good show. It do slap. It do slap. It do slap. It do slap. But <laughs> crack is crack is to the '80s as anime is to the '90s. <laughs> All of that being said, <laughs> shout out Simone Biles. Yep. Protect your mental health. Please. If your conspiracy theorist, shut up. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we can leave it there. Just like yeah. stop talking, bro. And and uh anything else? Anyone anything else you want to say before we wrap up the segment? I don't want to get assassinated, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that. <laughs> Bro, imagine if, if you had okay. If I'm if I had access to the weather machine, right? Uh huh. All I'm saying is, it would be cloudy with a chance of meatballs. What are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah. Yo, if you had the cloudy with a chance of meatballs machine, bro, what food are you dropping from the sky first? Oh, that's a good question. It's a great question, right? Um. Do you have do you have something off the top of your head? You know, some food would just be dangerous to to precipitate. I don't think I'd have the whole thing raining. Yeah, because of that, right? Like in the movie, it got kind of crazy. I think it would be yeah. very selective. That's what I'm saying. Like if there was like watermelons falling from the sky. Oh, that's those are blowing up. People are dying. Yeah, so I think it would be a very localized, like one drop at a time. <laughs> like I would like to be able to stick a plate out of a window and just be like pizza. Yeah, that would be nice. Like clean slice. And then I got the slice pizza. I want another one, like pizza. It'd be funny to see like yogurt from the sky. <laughs> see how people would react to just getting Not, bro, a blob of love. yogurt just falling on their face. Hey, some people are lactose intolerant, bro. And shout out those people. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to eat? You're just like, I guess they'll suffer. <laughs> Yogurt in your face. Yogurt in your face. They don't have to eat it. Then you gotta clean it, bro. When yogurt goes bad, imagine spoiled yogurt all over New York. It'll smell worse than it already does. This many it already smells bad enough. Yeah, I've gone completely nose blind living here like a year. (laughs) (laughs) It already smells bad enough. It smells bad enough. So okay, yogurt. I would take some pizza, definitely. I think, yeah, obviously like localized pizza, you know? Yeah. But then, you know, like I'd probably get some food with like utility as well. Like what? If I was running out of glue or something or like tape, it's be like gum. Wait, Actually, what? gum would gum would ruin everybody's life. Now that I think about it, <laughs> that shit would get stuck everywhere. Yeah, Matt just lands it. It's gonna fall from the sky. So yeah, people's hair, anything sticky. Everyone's going. Okay, can't be anything sticky. spicy either. What if it just falls in your? Like, what if it was raining hot? Oh, sauce? in your eyes. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. That's literally worse than acid rain. I wouldn't want anything like. I wouldn't want like a yogurt, like oatmeal type consistency 
Yeah, I feel like that would just be kind of nasty. That would be nasty as hell, dude. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, that would just be nasty. How about like, you know how like... Honestly, meatballs aren't a bad option. Kind of splotch <laughs> on the ground, wherever they land. Maybe some cookies. I would do like for I some like cookies, cookies, bro. Yeah, I would, I like would do cookies. cookies. Man, like cookies and ice cream. So like the ice cream would be like snow, but the cookies like random bits of hail. Yeah. You know, it's hitting. Okay, okay. That's you a know, good combo. I'd like that. No cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Bro, look at that. <laughs> See, I'd make cookies and cream rain though. Be delicious. <laughs> well, I that. All right. <laughs> all right. That was a tangent. Anyway, uh so Scarlett Johansson, star of Black Widow, is uh Suing Marvel. Well, she's suing Disney, more specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, she justifiably feels kind of screwed over. Definitely. By uh, Disney's contract regarding Disney Plus. Long story short, uh, way back when, when she made her contract, because they do these things years in advance, she was like, okay, Black Widow's going to be my last Marvel movie. Um, obviously, like these are the contracts. It's going to be released in theaters. And I'm going to receive a cut of the box office. Mm-hmm. Seems fair. Disney's like, okay, word. Not unusual. Sounds great. This is pre-pandemic. And at the time, and I'm very curious about this. She says that she was already worried about it potentially being released on Disney+. Plus, Which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like Disney uh, did not have much faith in the project. Even pre-pandemic. Yeah. Which is pretty screwy it's like their second have you seen ever. it yet by the way i've not seen it okay neither i think i mentioned it last episode i don't have a strong interest for reasons that i won't get into because uh my girlfriend jasmine were watching the marvel movies in chronological order and this has been three weeks and we're still on ant-man we're gonna get through it you guys gotta get through we gotta be able to talk about i it know we show. will we will okay go we ahead we will go we ahead will. With scarlet yeah the whole point is is that Disney was like, okay, word. Pandemic starts. Disney plays like hot potato with uh, Black Widow's release date. Finally decides to release it, but also on Disney Plus with Premier Access. So unlike we talked about uh, HBO Max last week, every Warner Brothers movie that's coming out this year mm-hmm. is getting released on the same day on HBO Max, um, which was very upsetting to a lot of the studios and production companies and directors and cast because they have similar sort of contracts where yeah. the box office determines how much they get paid and now they're kind of screwed not to mention the movie theaters themselves are super screwed yeah yeah like why go pay to see space jam when you can pop your own popcorn and watch for free at least disney you know you have to pay to see the movie um, but, you know, they haven't been great about that in the first place. Like a bunch of people from Pixar, the last two Pixar movies, Soul and Luca, both got dropped on Disney Plus for no additional fee. Yeah. But Raya and the Last Dragon cost $30. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty mid. So one, <laughs> like, I'm glad I didn't waste my money on it. But also, like, you know, that's pretty upsetting. You're not going to get that kind of respect when Pixar is probably your best animated studio. All to say... Scarlet did not get a cut of the Disney Plus money mm-hmm. or, you know, the box office from Black Widow itself had a huge drop off after its first weekend. You know, bad times. Yeah. So when they announced the Disney Plus release, Scarlet asked for a renegotiation. Disney did not respond. So now that it's clear that the movie has essentially bombed. Hollywood accounting is really weird. It's barely made profit. Yeah. But I mean, like, not really. 
in any case, like she's not going to get much of a cut from this movie. Damn. Yeah. Which, you know, is pretty upsetting. Like she finally gets a lead role and Disney essentially screwed her over. So she's suing Disney. Disney saying that uh, her opportunity to make money has actually been enhanced by the Disney Plus release. What? I was confused by that as well. But it's been enhanced, but they're not giving her a cut about any Disney Plus. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is enhanced? Like, it would be different if they're like, we're paying her the Disney Plus residual. Yeah. Because then it would would look like, okay, well, now she's just kind of asking for more money and it was just a shitty situation to begin with. Now it just kind of looks like, oh, like her opportunity to make money is in hand. How, though? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She, she's not making any. So just, you know, streaming is just kind of a shit show. and That doesn't make any sense. I see. I saw that because um, I was reading an article about Space Jam. Yeah. And it was a, the discussion about, like, streaming services affect, affecting box office numbers. Yeah. And basically, like, the article was arguing, or at least the argument um, from streaming services has been so far that the numbers from streaming services and box office numbers are positively correlated. Mm. So if they're performing well in the streaming service, they're going to perform well in box office and vice versa. And it's not necessarily having a negative effect on the numbers. So it's just kind of like if the if, movie's good, we'll yeah, whereas see it. if it was not performing well, um, in theater then it's not going to perform well on the streaming service either so like mm-hmm. that the effect isn't necessarily as like drastic as one would think and so that's that, that's been their argument i see i don't know if i would i don't know if it fully tracks yeah i don't know if it fully yeah i agree because i mean like one thing i was looking at the numbers for black widow the majority of its money was made in theaters uh in the u.s and internationally but I mean, it made sixty million dollars on Disney Plus. I think I read. Wow! If I if I said that number wrong, Bad Team can fix it. Yeah, um, that's a lot of money. But it's not. Yeah, it's not nothing. Yeah, that's so a lot of money. I, I looked at the budget of the movie. I think it was about two hundred million dollars. So, and if you think about it too, like most people, if they pay for it on the streaming service, it's thirty dollars, right? Yeah, they're probably paying less than they would if they were going to the theater. Yeah, depending on the size of the... Yeah, I mean, I imagine most people are watching it with their family or, you know, like... Right, sharing the account. Sharing the account. If you have a family of five, for example, like five people watching it, you pay $30. Like, that's not even two movie tickets nowadays. Nope. Um, So that's that's like a very, very drastic difference. Yeah. In in the numbers. Huge difference. And, you know, obviously movie theaters aren't getting any concession money. So it's just an interesting thing. And I feel like... Obviously, as, as years go by, it already seems like Disney is moving away from the Disney Plus premiere with their future Marvel movies. Uh, Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, I think it's actually pronounced, drops in September, and that is going to be theaters exclusive. I assume the same will be true for The Eternals. No idea about Spider-Man, but since Sony doesn't have a dedicated streaming service, I'm pretty sure that will also be theater exclusive yeah especially because they're trying to make as much money as possible with that i'm sure they are yeah so it's just it's a mess i i don't really know what the solution is besides i guess i'm glad scarlet's suing disney because they should get sued one thing that i heard um and this was like months ago maybe even almost a whole year ago so i'm not sure if this is even 
a possibility or even a rumor or like a potential opportunity at this point. Mm-hmm. But basically I had read about, um, and this was when like movie theaters were at the lowest of the low, like basically about to bankrupt. But I read about how production companies were in streaming services like Netflix or like Amazon prime or mm-hmm. like who, uh, Disney, like they were actually thinking about buying the movie theater companies outright. <sighs> Goodness. And so that you would just have like theaters, like a like Disney a Disney theater, theater like yeah. a Netflix theater, like <sighs> Amazon theater, and though that's where you would have to go to see the premieres. What do you think? I mean, it's it's an interesting concept. I wouldn't like that though. I I wouldn't like it. At I all. think it it makes it like first of all, if you're not in a major city, major hub, like you're screwed. Yeah, because. Any other like Think about where we went theater? to high school, there was one theater. Yep. <laughs> so and we wouldn't be able to see like it's not an AMC, it's not a Regal, of, it's yeah. not yeah, it would be done. And then also, I would say I feel like each each of those companies probably has like one maybe box off box office movie at a time. Yeah, one big. And so, like, yeah. when you go to the theater, you have options. So, people, can, you can fill multiple theaters. I don't think Disney, if they were to buy out AMC or, like, part of AMC, for example, all of those other, like, rooms and, like, theaters inside the actual building would be completely empty. People, everyone would be going to see one movie. Well, yeah, I mean, would they be empty or would they just make every single theater, like, every 15 minutes you're playing Avengers 7, like... Yeah, because I mean Disney, you know, obviously Disney would probably benefit the most from that because they have so many properties and movies that they release a year because they're yeah. so big because they have such a monopoly. But you know, something like Warner Brothers could still like release like I don't know, two or three, yeah, like movies at a time. I, I think in general it's just a bad idea. It wouldn't go I well. Agree. I agree. Plus, independent movies would die like oh, on yes. the spot like 100%. smaller movies would cease to exist because <laughs> there's they would, the only place to play them would be indie theater. i mean it's basically indie theaters now but at least like amc has like their programs for like smaller movies to get them like in theaters like come on i want to see small stuff that's not just like a24 i agree i also don't like the just convergence of like 10 companies owning everything oh my god yeah. so <laughs> Need some antitrust laws, man. Yeah, like yeah, so. this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely anti that that yeah. move. Yeah, break it up, man. Any so, movies you're looking forward to coming up? I think we you asked this last week, and I, I put some more thought oh, to yeah, it. Yeah, I actually, have you heard of the Green Knight? No, it's got a uh, Dev Patel in it. Okay. It's it's um so it's a movie from A24, and it's based off this famous legend of the Green Knight. Where basically King Arthur's table, uh, this knight shows up and he's like, yo, like, I can like return whatever like strike you give to me. It's like a game, like basically like tit for tat, right? Mm-hmm. And so the knight, Sir Gawain, basically takes him up on it. And so the dude like basically like cuts his cheek and he's like, all right, your turn to like do a returning blow. So Sir Gawain's like, word, and cuts the dude's head off. <laughs> But then the dude picks up his head and is like, yeah, like in a year, like I'm going to return the strike oh. and walks out. 
Oh. And he's like, oh, shit. So, yeah, like, I was like, oh, that sounds dope. And it looks like they put, like, a lot into the art direction and everything. It looks super interesting. Yeah. I think that comes out tomorrow. Uh, uh, where? I don't know. I, I'd honestly love to see it this weekend. Like, yeah, that sounds it dope. It sounds awesome. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that in the short term. Uh, big movies. I don't even know, man. I haven't even seen any trailers recently, to be honest. I know they're out there, but it feels like everything interesting is mostly happening on TV yeah. this year. Yeah. You know? So, I'd say shout, shout out Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I'm, I'm I team hope Scarlett. she gets her back. She deserves it. I mean, years and years and years of being black a Black Widow. Yeah. And this is how they try to do her. Yeah, being Black Widow and playing Asian people. Yeah. And we didn't forget. <laughs> You know, I'm with you on this lawsuit, but <laughs> Scarlett has tried to uh, play against type, I'll say. Okay, is that on her or is that on the... On the casting or... Yeah. I think it's director. both. Because I feel like you could be like reading your... Like Emma Stone did this too. She's in a movie called Aloha where she plays an indigenous Hawaiian woman and she's Emma fucking Stone, bro. Like... <laughs> Look at her. If you can convincingly play Cruella DeVille as drawn, I do not think you need to play an indigenous Hawaiian. Um, I don't know. I just feel like when you get offered those opportunities, I don't even know. Like maybe when you audition, you don't know. But then you start reading the script. You got to be like, maybe I'm not the best fit. I mean, I think about that all the time, right? Because it's like there are roles in commercials in movies and tv shows Mm -hmm. where the role is like for you just to be made fun of this is true like and i think i mentioned this earlier but like yeah you're like you're like the fat character you're the ugly character you're the character with a lisp and like that's it your role is the joke is on you and i feel like that's got to be pretty damaging yeah for someone to like (laughs) audition for that role and then get the role and then perform. Be, be humiliated yeah. the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Especially, and it's it's weird, right? Because it reminds me of remember um when Us was coming out, Lupita got in a little hot water because she talked about how she based uh, the character Red, like the Doppelganger's voice, mm-hmm. off of people with like a vocal condition. Mm-hmm. And people were like, damn, like <laughs> we sound like monsters to you. And she's yeah. like, Okay, well, you know, I'm trying to say it like that. But you know, it, it's <laughs> It's 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 very casual the way in which we're like oh like you're different yeah evil or like you're different like let's laugh at you let's laugh at you yeah and even for all the talk we talk about with progress and everything like I don't know how much better we've really gotten I think we've gotten better at telling ourselves that we're not doing that yeah you know but tokenization still happens definitely yeah and it shouldn't and I I, I mean it it's weird especially when like for black people too. Because it's like, you know, a lot of people get hyped about, you know, oh, this black actor, actress, like I cast for this thing. But this conversation has happened a lot around Netflix with movies in general. It's kind of like they, they do a little bit of the bare minimum. You know what I mean? <laughs> by bare minimum, I mean like, all right, like, okay, they're black. Got you. Light skin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not hating on the actors per se. I'm just saying. And then they have like five lines in the movie. Rock, rock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nothing to say. <laughs> Even though that's they're like the main the main subject in the trailer. Like when when uh what's his name? 
was cast as Finn, and they gave him the lightsaber. And the do trailer. not <laughs> remind me of what they did to my boy John Boyega in the yeah, Star Wars sequel trilogy, bro. Oh my God, John! Uh, bro, they really, they really, really tricked us. With that drop one. the ball, bro! <laughs> oh my God! I just want him. Uh, Listen, okay, the last thing I'll say about this is everyone go watch Attack the Block because uh-huh. the movie John Boyega blew up on. Imagine a bunch of British kids in the hood versus aliens. That's the movie. He has a katana. I've sold you. Go watch it. It's really good. He gets what he deserves. I haven't seen that one. It's super. It's fire, bro. Mm-hmm. It's fire. So yeah, put some respect on John Boyega. Put some respect on Scarlett Johansson. Put some dark skinned niggas in more movies, bro. Put put some respect on the people that play the ugly role, the fat role, yeah, the, the, the speech impediment role. We see you, and you deserve better. One hundred percent. Yeah, you will be the lead actor one day. Yeah, and hopefully not one of those inspirational movies. You know the type, right? <laughs> Where the main character has is like weird or has a dis- sorry, not weird in like pejorative sense, but like yeah, you know, Forrest like, Gump. Right. Or Paul Blart, Mall Cop. But then Forrest Gump doesn't even count because they cast Tom Hanks, <laughs> who is not, or like even like that movie that Sia made about the, called Music. The lead character is autistic and she had a non autistic person as the lead role, then used Autism Speaks as the main reference point, even though they're kind of infamously bad about actually helping people with autism. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot. Hollywood just stay dropping the ball. That, that's really what, what this segment is. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Well, if you were a Transformer. Yes. What? So originally the question is, if you were a Transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? But we're going to open it up to tech because even in the OG Transformers, um, you had like Soundwave. Yeah. He had a, a Transformer that turned into, he turned into a cassette player. Yeah, like a little boombox kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Well, I guess a big ass boombox. He's a big robot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. And then Megatron and G1 also turned into a gun. A big gun yeah it's <laughs> literally just a big gun yeah, yeah. somebody had to pick him up and shoot him yeah like <laughs> so you're a little useless for the leader bro like yeah what's going on but yeah what 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 would you transform into it's a denizen of cybertron oh, man, that's a good question i i haven't given it enough thought i will say as i as i think about it i will say the shia labeouf transformer movies oh god <laughs> Those were like, I mean, we grew up watching. At least we did I grew up with that. No, we, we grew up with that. I love those, those movies, man. Megan Fox, yeah, Stop, yeah. <laughs> fucking horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> she has some weird thumbs. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Before. I've seen. I showed you her what? thumbs. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> in high school, also, you ever notice that Megan Fox has toe thumbs? Okay, actually, I need to stop right here because honestly, I need to leave her alone. Everyone needs to leave her alone. We literally just talked about isolating people from physical differences. And here I am being a massive hypocrite. So no need to call me out, guys. I see where I slipped up. I see. Well, anyway, great movies. I'll say that. Great movies. Trash movies. Objectively, not even like in a fun way like Space Jam. 
I, I saw all of them, them in theaters, though. You did, yeah, you enjoyed all them. of them except five. You can't say you didn't enjoy watching them. Yeah, when I was eight. That's it. That's that's the that's the um, yeah. I was that's just what confused. it's all about, right? I was just like they keep zooming in on the the girls, and this is weird. <laughs> like I wasn't thinking about any of the what Michael Bay was clearly <laughs> thinking about. Like at the time, I was just like, okay, the explosions are kind of neat. The robots are here, but there's a lot of sex jokes and they make me uncomfortable. Like, I don't understand. Okay, well, th- actually, that brings up one thing. So there was one Transformer, Transformers 2, uh-huh. the one written with no writers because that was during the writer's strike, um, yeah. where there's a girl at Shia LaBeouf's college who is a Transformer. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't remember this. No, no, no. So she was tried to seduce him. She was a Decepticon. Oh, yes, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I remember she I transforms, remember. like, you know, her, like, jaw and hinges or whatever. It's really yeah. a lot. Um but I feel like it's kind of an easy one. Like, if you were a Transformer, would you turn into a human? Mm, I mean, they're I, robots in disguise. I feel like we gotta leave humans out of this. Is it just because it's just, like, too easy? It's too easy. And, like, it's also, like, too real. Like, have you watched Ex Machina, the movie? Yes. Yes. Great movie. Great movie. But then the, thing, the ending is very unsettling. Okay, yeah. It's unsettling. Because, well, and spoiler alert. Go watch Ex Machina and then skip, like, the next 45 seconds. Yeah, so just... Go first of all, one hundred percent. Go watch the movie. Spoiler alert: She, this this woman, this this robot appears to be a woman, mm-hmm. and she's like AI tech. Like she has all the mannerisms of a human being, mm-hmm. and appears to be a human being. And at the end of the movie, she kills the person that created her, and just like walks off into the real world. And it was dope. And it's dope, dope movie. But it's, a, it's just like damn. Like there could be a, really be some robots out here. Yeah. Okay. So you you don't want if you choose to be a transformer, you choose to be human. You have to acknowledge as a human the possibility that any human could be a transformer. Yeah. That's a settling. I think I wouldn't choose a human. I also wouldn't choose a human. Um, because I feel like the coolest part of transformers is when they incorporate parts of what they transform into into what they do. Yeah, I agree. You know, when so, they're like they're humanoid form. yeah like when they train like, i don't know what you would call their, their cyber tr- their true form yeah yeah because i guess well is it true because they turn whatever when they're robots yeah and not whatever else they've transformed into yeah 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 i like when they can like incorporate you know some of what they could do before so like megatron will have like a big ass cannon on his arm because he turns into a gun yep Right, so now when he's a robot, he can shoot that. You know, you use aspects of what you turn into. If I get turned into a human, like what special aspects do I get from my robot form? Nothing, bro. Nothing, man. Plus, have I'm you, small for a transformer. Have like, you seen the um, the Bumblebee movie? I did. I actually thought that was a pretty good movie. It was objectively the best transformer movie you've brought up tonight. Yeah, I think that was actually a really, really good movie. It was really good. Did you hear about the sequel? No, they announced uh, Transformers: War of the Beasts. And it's a direct sequel to the Bumblebee movie? Yeah, it's about 20 years later. Okay. But they're going with that same tone and style, yeah. which is an objective upgrade. But they're bringing in the, the Beast Wars Transformers. So back in the 90s, um, they made a toy line of Transformers that transformed into animals. And they were like on ancient Earth and stuff. So mm-hmm. instead of Optimus Primal, it was Optimus Primal. Um, Interesting. He turns into an ape. And you had Scorpina. Three guesses what she turns into. Um, Drake. Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great answer. That's a great answer, man. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, they turn into like animals, but you know, like robot yeah. animals. Yeah. So I feel like that would be a, you know, I get some of my animal faction, you know. I'd no, probably but, go eight mode. But the question is, it would, it, we said the question is, it has to be some sort of tech. Okay, fine. So we're going with like these kind of transformers. Well, how, I got to think about how big I want to be, right? Yeah. I want to, like, I feel like I want to be like a decent to mid sized transformer. Well, when we're not the tech, are we, am I like Caleb? No, you're a transformer. I'm a robot. You're a big robot. They're trans. You okay. have to. You you can't like delete your mass. Like you have to feasibly be able to turn into whatever you're turning into. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Like you're not gonna be like still your height and be able to turn into a Camaro. Like, okay, it's okay, not fair. fair. Yeah, transformers were. I'm. I keep changing the topic, but they were definitely a top five toy for me. Oh yeah, they, growing up, they slap. I I wish I had more of them as a child. Yeah. I had none. Basically. Oh really? No, I don't I think I ever had a transformer. I had a couple. But go ahead, go ahead. What would you be? Um, you know, the more I think about it, you know, the whole premise is robots in disguise, but they do a shit job at that. Because I mean Optimus Prime is a red and blue flamed up like what what even kind of truck is that? I forget. Like an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, like he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> like and he's very not like he's very like not discreet. Like Bumblebee depending on which version we're talking about is either a Camaro or like an actual like Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Yellow with racing stripes. Like, you know, he's just kind of, he's noticeable. Yep. They're, they're noticeable transformers. So I feel like I want to keep it low key or if I'm, I don't want to be low key or I want to be extravagant in a very specific way. Mm. So, you know, those slingshots, like the three wheel motorcycles. Yes. I would be that. <laughs> okay. Or, like like a Camry. <laughs> like I'm talking real simple, like I'm just vibing. Just you could see me driving in any city. <laughs> when it when it looked twice? Nah, yeah. You wanna think I'm I'm a robot in disguise. So you want to be a, like a vehicle? Yeah. I wanna drive. Okay. Imagine like I asked this question to Jasmine earlier because we were watching uh Beauty and the Beast a couple hours ago. And, you know, like the guy's riding his horse and he's like, I want to go down this shortcut. And the horse is like, yeah, fuck that, buddy. And I'm just like, yo, like horses are really kind of crazy because like imagine like you're driving your car and you're like, OK, I'm going to turn right. And your car is like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like I'm going to keep going. Like, I want to know what driving is like. Yeah. Like, are my will it feel like my feet? are like rolling oh, like, that seems like a weird sensation i want to find out so i think i think i would want to be a vehicle too because i feel like yeah just i mean having that mobility i feel like it's probably pretty important yeah when you're a robot in disguise when i'm a robot in disguise keep it pushing but i think i think i would still want to be small enough to have access to like Going into buildings. So you want to walk through a door. Yeah. So I'm thinking more like a motorcycle. Like a slim motorcycle. Like a slim motor. Like I could. Yeah. Like maybe like a street bike. Okay. And I, I actually, I think I could be like a smaller Harley Davidson. Yeah. Get a little meat on there. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good choice. Honest. I'd pick a bike. It'd be like a, I would be a slow ride. It's not like I'm beating anyone in a race, but it'd be pretty smooth. Oh, so you want like a. Like you're a biker gang bike. Yeah, like something like that, you know? I'd pick like a, a speedy one. Like the street bike kind yeah, of Yeah, I get that street bike 
Yeah. You know, I want to drift. <laughs> I want to like, if when I Yeah, I guess I want to be like a great fighter if I was a Harley Davidson. Well, like, I mean, you still get lasers or whatever Transformers have. Is, that's true. Maybe you have like um, like a chain or something you could like pull out and mm. like Ghost Rider with people, you know? Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they have um, like they, the bikes have like some pretty like crazy exhausts. So maybe have a little little flamethrower. Yeah, maybe like a shotgun type bit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> kablow, kablow. <laughs> but I mean, what do we even fight? Would you be an Autobot or Decepticon? That's what I'm saying. What am yeah. I fighting? Yeah, are you, what which side are you picking? Like, I feel like if we were discovered immediately, obviously, the United States government's coming after us. Yeah. So I'm saying, whose team though? Are we talking? Are we are we Autobots? Are, are we, we good guys or bad guys? Well, you know, I think it's more complicated than good and bad anything and to me it seems like the the autobots are, are the right wing of the cybertronian empire like you know they just went from my point of view the jedi are evil <laughs> <laughs> nah bro it, yeah. it, it's, it's the autobots for me hmm. yeah 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 I don't, I don't think that was even a question was it i think it is the decepticons are kind of, here's the problem with the decepticons they're misunderstood poor management mm. i can't think of any one of them that is okay well, I mean, they're all kind of like assholes but i mean the main assholes is megatron who's just you know he's just mean yeah and then starscream just wants megatron's job yeah so like if somehow both of them were out of the picture it probably wouldn't even be that bad it wouldn't, because I think the rest of the Decepticons just fear Megatron, right? And so they do what they what they what he wants them to do, so they don't die. I could fix them. I could unionize the Decepticons. It's a little toxic of you to think <laughs> that you can just fix. I know they. I know they've yeah. done some bad things. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix them. <laughs> we can make it work, guys. <laughs> Listen, what do we look? We just want to go back to Cybertron, man. We're gonna like, take them to therapy or something. No, like, yeah, we're gonna have some real heart to hearts, like, <laughs> bro. Like, oh, I think Grimlock's an, an Autobot. Uh, Shockwave, bro. Like, what's with you, bro? Like, yeah, you know, shock me. Tell me something I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, we'll figure some shit out. Oh, that's a good question. What would your name be? Oh, okay, so. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with the Harley-Davidson bike. Right. Yeah, so you got to stay on theme. Um, do the name stay on theme, though? I mean, roughly. Optimus Prime. Yeah, this is an exception. Megatron. He's, he's Mega. <laughs> he's a Tron. <laughs> I mean, I guess Bumblebee, yes. Starscream. Starscream, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking he's on screaming a bunch of names through the right air now. as a jet. I'm blanking on a ton of names right now. There's RC. Uh, Cliff Jumper, Ironhide, Ratchet. <laughs> Yo, I call I'm Clank. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Kofi's name. Oh, for sure. Ratchet. <laughs> Ratchet. <laughs> oh yeah, Jazz. Oh, there's Hot Rod and his evolved form is Rodimus Prime. Why do I know so much about Transformers? <laughs> no, I'm legitimately confused where I got this information. I don't know because it's one of it's one of those deep memory things where it's like you grow up, you grow up watching it. You just have to get it like unlocked. Yeah, it's core memory, and it's all there again. You know. Oh, there's a Transformers name generator. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you got to use this. Oh, what is this? Okay. Oh, well. 
So first first letter of your first name. Okay. First letter of your last name. Okay. So mine is C O. So I would be Trail. Trail Crash. Trail Crash. <laughs> That's, That's kind of whack. Bro. That's super whack. That's kind of Trail whack. Crash. Okay, let me that see. That's kind of whack. S B. Okay, Wild. Off to a promising start. Wild Rider. Wild Rider. <laughs> Oh my god, kind of a weak list. Wild Rider. This is a weak list. I'm not feeling it. I'm Wild Rider the Autobots. I'm not feeling this. Autobots. I think I'll just be Caleb. <laughs> the Transformer name, Caleb? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, you definitely got bullied back on my whole planet, bro. Boy, you lame as hell. Caleb. Uh, Caleb Tron. Caleb Prime. That is a trash ass <laughs> name, bro. Caleb Prime? I need. <laughs> Mega Caleb. Mega. One of those got a hit. Uh, what was my name again? It was stupid. It started with Wild. But wait, so what? what so you, are you picking the Toyota or what uh, was the other one? I'm going to be the street bike. Oh, the, I'm going to be slingshot. the slingshot. I want three wheels. Okay. I want to be able to comfortably walk through a door. So are you. You can make it work though. Shane Tron? No, I'm not putting my name in there. <laughs> Bad thing, help me out. Shane Shot. Honestly, Bad Ting is already kind of a badass uh, robot name. Bad Ting is a Transformer. If you really think about it. Bad Ting, are you a Transformer? Are you, have you been Cybertronian this whole time? Damn straight. Y'all some Transformers. <laughs> Turns into a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> a little underwhelming. No yeah. shade, no shade. Don't shoot me. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Shane Tron is definitely not it. Yeah, we'll have to work on that. We'll work on We'll workshop it. We'll have to work on that one. Yeah, but it's in, an hour and 20 minutes in. Should we, should we wrap it up there? I think we should. I think we should. It's a good time. It's a good time right here. This is a good This is a good episode. If you listen this far, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You're goaded. If you, you didn't like it, still thank you. Yeah. If you do like it, please like and share. Share yeah. with your friends. Put this everywhere, man. We're trying to get... You know, y'all on the the subreddit. Do we need to make a Discord, Caleb? I don't know if there would any be be anyone in there right now. It's fine, but we could we could make one. Yeah, we'll make future. it. We can make and then when it future. fills up, we'll look back on July 29, twenty twenty one, and be like, "Damn, yeah, wish these people would shut the fuck up." Like, come like. up. Come up. <laughs> if this is your first time listening. You got a little little taste of what to expect. Yeah, every week. If this is your last time listening. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you know, we're usually pretty open about yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people trying to show, but like, you're just done? Yeah. You didn't even try, man. It's yeah. one episode. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, hope you don't feel too bad about us spoiling Ex Machina. We spoiled a good amount of things in here today. But they're old. Like, Ex Machina is an old movie. Yeah. 2015? Oh my god. Six years ago. Yeah, that's old. Yeah. Yeah, it's old, dude. So, yeah, you, you guys got to fix that. Go watch Ex Machina. And watch Annihilation. Same director did that. Made no sense. I didn't see that one. It was really good. I didn't understand it. I have to check it out. But I like things that make me feel stupid. Like this show. So, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks for listening. Again, follow us on on, on the socials. Yeah, Bad Thing Artie's going to plug it at the end. You already know how it goes. Enjoying anything but work? Find us on Instagram at ABW Podcast and on Twitter at Anything But Work. 
For business inquiries and general mail, our email is the anything but work pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Bad Ting again for just being an all star editor. Yeah. And final shout outs to Simone Biles. Yep. And mental health. The GOAT. Yeah. The GOAT. And Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> I want to see her be Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Peace and love. <laughs>